Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Pearson. It is great to have you here on 640 Toronto. So... Let's talk about the small businesses here, the backbone of our country, the makers of our main streets. They are running out of time, and they're running out of time to pay back these government-backed uh, pandemic loans that they had to get. They didn't choose to get them. They had to get them, remember? And if they don't pay them back by the deadline of December 31st, uh, then a lot of them are going to have to shut their doors. According to the CFIB, nearly a quarter of a million of businesses will be have a, having to shut their, uh, their doors. And... Um, Here's the thing. I mean, these are businesses that were shut down. And if you were in Ontario in the GTA, you were shut down for like over 350 days. Not because you wanted to, because the government forced you to. And then they forced you to go out and apply for loans. And 89% of businesses took out uh, loans of up to $60,000. And only 10% have been able to pay them back. Because, by the way, they didn't just open their doors and everything was great. They had to make up for all their losses and now they got to come up with all these loan payments. And, oh, yeah, interest is going on. Like, how many times do we have to crap all over small business? Let me ask Dan Kelly. He's the president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses. Maybe I shouldn't talk like that, Dan, but it just seems so obvious to me. It's like, how much harder do we have to make it for these, these people who put it all in the line? No kidding, Alex. And you've, uh, you've been consistent on that right through the pandemic. Uh, these business these are these are not subsidies to business to help them grow or expand or bail them out. These are loans that were extended because you know because mm-hmm. their businesses were ex- essentially expropriated during COVID during a shutdown. Uh, you know, it, in fact, the numbers for Toronto-based restaurants, Toronto-based gyms, there were 430 days where these businesses mm-hmm. were closed yeah. altogether. And, and gosh, how these businesses have survived is a miracle to their to their ingenuity and to their stick-to-itiveness. But but these lo- you know, they took out this loan. Uh, this wasn't a gift, uh, and their uh, th- this loan was extended once. Uh, and I give the government, the federal government, credit for doing that. But but half of businesses, even now, are back to normal sales. That means half are not. Uh, the average small firm has taken on $100,000, over $100,000 in pandemic-related debt just to survive the last number of years. And now we've got the situation, the loans coming due with inflationary pressures. This is really not helpful. Well, it's also not fair. And I know that life's not fair. But, I mean, you know, it's not like they can launch even a class action because once the government made the decisions, and a lot of them are really bad. I mean, they closed down for way too long, but they don't have any recourse. And they were part of this SEBA, uh, the Canada, Canada Emergency Business Account, a, a program that was severely abused by businesses, some, some that should not have gotten it. And then we've got the CERB, which we know was exploited to the tune of billions that CRA is not even bothering to go after. But they go after the small business. All the time, Dan, because they're the low-hanging fruit, and I think they know we can go after them because we just can. Yeah, this this is worrisome. I mean, we we the government's found billions and billions of dollars for large multinational auto auto yeah. companies, uh, billions of dollars that they're not collecting from some businesses, some large corps that uh, that used the wage subsidy inappropriately. 
But these forty or sixty thousand dollar loans that were extended to to nine hundred thousand businesses because they couldn't keep their lights on uh, for a month on end during COVID restrictions. That's what we're going to go hard on. We we you know again we really need some help and relief. Businesses right now are are asking primarily for more time to repay a loan. That doesn't seem like a huge huge request. Uh, and in fact, I worry that the government is actually going to end up being the the and taxpayers. Are going to be left holding the bag if they if this is true if our data show our data shows that a quarter of a million businesses if they lose the forgivable portion of the loan may end up closing their doors forever they're not going to get the 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 rest of the loan back that the business mm-hmm. is going to basically go under so taxpayers will be on the hook there's 50 billion dollars in these loans extended right now i think giving them giving businesses a little bit more time to repay the balance that seems for me like a no-brainer yeah. Or, you know, like saying you're not going to chase down because it's not worth your effort to go and chase down actual fraud. Uh, and then you turn around and, and, yeah. and screw these guys. It's just it's just ridiculous. Um, and so I don't I don't know what this conversation is going to look like. I don't know if it's a priority of theirs. But when you look at the main streets, I mean, once the main streets are gone, my, my concern always is, Dan, they don't come back. Um, over the decades, we've seen less and less stores that can then get replaced by big box stores. I mean, the complexion of your neighborhood is made up by the businesses you frequent, whether it's the dry cleaner, whether it's the little boutique, you know, whether it's the little art shop, the barber. That's what your neighborhood is. And once they're gone, they don't come back. I don't think that. Why would you come back no. to Main Street when it's so bloody hard to do business here? You know, there are so many knocks against small business owners right now. Uh, with all the pressures that they are under, rising rents, rising wage costs, uh, yeah. and of course the fact that sales are not back to normal, you're absolutely right. It's not for the faint of heart. If we make that even tougher by 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 pushing too far too fast, uh, you worry that that we're going to see a hollowing out like we've just never seen mm-hmm. of independent businesses. And, and look, when we when you think about what kind of neighborhood you want to live in, almost yeah. everybody says, "I want to live in a neighborhood that has some cool independent shops and restaurants." Galleries um, and boot, yeah, yeah, you got it. But these these are not decorations for our streets. These are families yeah. that are trying to make an income and and pay their employees and and support the local community. And and again, nobody, you know, businesses do fail in good economic times. That's an accepted part of running a small business. But the pandemic was not uh, an expected thing. And this is, you know, it was government policies that closed these businesses down. I think the government really does need to step up and make sure that businesses are giving every chance to succeed. Some businesses will fail. We have to accept that. But mm-hmm. there are thousands and thousands of viable businesses that if given more time to get the pandemic impact behind them, will be successful. And, and that's the group that we're urging Ottawa to take care of. Uh, we're saying, please, and we've got a petition on CFIB's website right now calling mm-hmm. on the Deputy Prime Minister to give more time to these businesses uh, to uh, to make sure that they can survive. Yeah, it's not even like they're asking to be, you know, made whole. If they're not asking, they just want more time. No. And it's a perfectly reasonable, um, um, you know, uh, question. And also, they're not getting protected. It's not like they have a set rate for their loans, correct? I, do you know whether or not this pro- particular program, was it a set rate? Are these interest rates and the inflation uh, affecting them? Are they yeah, paying, so- paying the rate? Oh, God. So during COVID, the the loans were interest-free, which has been awesome. So until the end of December 31st, the loans do do not carry any interest. As of December 31st, if you haven't repaid it, you have a $60,000 CBA loan, you lose the $20,000 that would otherwise be forgivable, and you have to start paying 5% interest. 
so you're going to be given more time to repay, but you're going to lose the benefit of the forgivable chunk. And that's what small businesses are worried about losing right now. Yeah, no question about it. Um, I'm a big proponent. You've uh, fought very hard for them. But I think, you know, as we move on, I think a lot of people just forget that, oh, yeah, there's still a lot of people. The private sector has uh, been hit in a way that that certainly those in the public sector, they just can't, they cannot get their head around it. And certainly the, the upper echelons or the corridors of power across this country, they seem to have forgotten Dan, too. It's like, oh, well, that's over. Okay, uh, move on. And it's like, you devastated lives. And, and to your point, these are families. Every store that you see closed is a family that is now selling a house or losing everything or having their life kind of ripped apart. And that's how I, I look at it. The, uh, the horror stories that we're hearing at CFIB every day from oh, business owners are just heartbreaking about the, the loss in, in, in family income and wealth that has happened over the last couple of years. Uh, mm. And many entrepreneurs are saying, Okay, I guess I got to go take a job with the government now because what else am I going to do? And and you know that's that's such a if we if we move entrepreneurs out of risk taking, gosh, what a terrible thing we've done for society. These are people that that are used to standing on their own two feet. They've been knocked down uh, through restrictions through no fault of their own. We're not asking mm-hmm. for a handout, but a little bit more time to repay a loan that was taken out seems like, uh, at, the, at the very least, uh, a government policy that, that needs to happen. We're, we're starting to get some momentum. Uh, small business owners are calling their members of parliament. Uh, I don't think that this is impossible to change, uh, but we need to hear small business owners' voices need to be hear, heard, and I sure appreciate you amplifying that today. 100%. I would have done it sooner. I didn't uh, know that this deadline was, so I'll happily uh, keep this fight going. I mean, like as if everyone's going to move into government jobs, who's paying it? Who's paying for that, Dan? Like, who, who, like if someone's got to fill that trough. This is this is it, and and yeah. and small business owners are are right now facing other challenges as well. It isn't yeah. just the pandemic debt; they're facing all the higher costs, uh, mm-hmm. that, and of course, higher taxes along the way. Yeah. Tough, tough time. All right, Dan, we'll keep an eye on this, and certainly, I'm happy to shame who I have to shame. So let me know. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Alice. That's Dan Kelly over at the CFIB. He certainly has fought for uh, small businesses. If you can help out, sign, call your MP. Again, these are mom-pop shops. Not all of them are. They're certainly not the Costco's. The Costco's will be fine, but it's it's your neighbors in, in the neighborhoods, your business owners. They, they haven't recovered. And when I hear about all the waste of the Jonathans over at CRA who exploited the system and took their serve because, well, they wanted it to sit home and do nothing, sorry. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, given the struggle you see with people who just want to do their job and build what they were building.